Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Wrestle, wrestle, wrestle. And welcome back to Wrestling Mindset. Today we're here with two-time world bronze medalist, the pride of San Marino, Team Amin, none other than Miles Amin. What's going on, brother? <laughs> Team Amin, baby. You know I had to have my hat on today. I'm, do- uh, I'm doing great. Yeah, excited to be on here. I was hoping you would. Great stuff. Great stuff. <laughs> so... So talk about it. World Championships, the, you know, a couple weeks ago. How did how did you feel? What was your mindset going in? How do you prepare for all of this mentally? Take the floor. Um. So you know, I I think that first of all, when you know we we go way back, right? Wrestling mindset. You guys work with my high school and stuff, and um, just the importance of mindset. I think it really has shaped my career. And and going into this this World Championship, it was no different. Um. You know, I think just preparation wise, um, you know, as far as the physical training, there were some things that we really honed in on. But, uh, you know, the difference maker was just having that that kind of mindset going into the worlds, which for me was just trying to keep myself as calm as possible um, and remind myself that, you know, these big stages are something that I'm I'm pretty used to at this point. And uh ultimately when the lights are on and when, when the, you know, I, I have this saying to myself, the bigger, the moment, the better, the miles. Um, and so that's kind of what I, the mentality I had going into this world championships and, you know, the preparation was there. Uh, and, and I think that that what's, that's what allowed to me to have the confidence and then to stack it on top of that, you know, the, the right mindset, um, we were we were happy. We we had a great performance, and I had a great performance. But then now we were just saying before before the show started, like you know, it's it's kind of some motivation and kind of now uh, just uh, hopefully a trampoline into this this next year going into the Olympics. Absolutely. What does the preparation look like for that? Of course, like physically, but also mentally. How do you get yourself ready? How do you anticipate the moment and the not just the moment, but also the whole thing? Because with the Olympics. A lot of hoopla going on, right? So obviously it's, you enjoy the experience, but you don't want to get sucked too much into that hype and that fan mentality. Talk about that a little. Um, Yeah, that's, that's, that's really important, right? Um, Kind of question is how do you, 
uh, how do you go into a big event knowing it's a big event, but not treating it like a big event, right? Because ultimately, if you go if you go into it with that mindset that it's do or die and that this is everything, um, at least from my personal experience, that is what that's what forces me to tense up and not perform my best. So I was really intentional about going to this world championships and just saying, you know, where I'm at in my career and what I've done ultimately, you know, I'm just, I'm enjoying the ride at this point. And uh, it's almost like a trick for your mind. Right. Because I, I forget who I was discussing this with, but I was like, um, you almost have to like act like you don't care about losing until after you lose. <laughs> and then you should care a lot about it, but like going into the match, you should be like, Hey, if I lose, I lose. Like at the end of the day, it's just a wrestling match. Um, and I am who I am. Like this, this isn't going to define me, right? This moment's not going to define me. I, you know, I still have, you know, a lot of different things that, you know, I, I hold myself, um, pers- or, you know, kind of as an individual, not just as a wrestler. Um, and so this doesn't hold me up, right? This isn't what's going to, you know, break the foundation if I go out there and lose one wrestling match. So, you have to treat that mentality uh, or you have to treat it with that mentality going out there is that it doesn't matter as much as you really are, are making it. And um, ultimately when you come off the mat, obviously, you know, you, you want to get the result, uh, you know, and get your hand raised, but if you don't, it's, it's not the end of the world. And I think that that's what allows you to actually, <laughs> it's kind of like reverse psychology, right? Because then you go out there and there's, it probably increases your chances of getting your hand raised at the end of the day. Yeah, absolutely. We look at, you know, sports is kind of like this. It's always been like a microcosm for war without the large body count. Thank God. Right. But it's like you. But what you have is the soldier that's hard to go up against is the guy who says today's a great day to die. And Mm -hmm. it's not and it's not a matter if he's trying to die in battle, but he's but he's he's going to throw the kitchen sink at you. He's going to put himself on the line as opposed to the guy who's real scared. And man, I got to get back home. Everyone wants to get back home, but it's the person who's willing to put it on the line. And you see this with like the Spartans 300 and Troy, you watch these movies, they were going in expecting not to come out and they're more likely to come out with that attitude. Yep, absolutely. And and I think I got to give a shout out to my dad because, you know, one of his favorite things that he kind of says to calm me down is like surrender the outcome, right? At the end of the day, it's like, when you go out there on the mat, if you can surrender the outcome, kind of like you're saying, I think that's the, the the parallel that you can draw, right? Is that that guy surrendering the outcome actually gives you a better outcome most of the time because you're just, you know, you're out there and kind of paying homage to the actual art of the sport and, you know, versus <laughs> trying to focus on the results. Um, and that's where you wrestle most freely and where you go out there and you compete and you do things that even surprise you when you walk off the mat. Right now, is that something that you you had that you you always had, or was it something you developed over time? Like, you, if you could go back in time and speak to yourself at a younger age, a lot of times mindset is a painful process of trial and error. But if you if you had a certain awareness of something, maybe it would have clicked a little bit faster. What would you tell yourself when you're younger, or even younger wrestlers right now who look up to you? There's many out there. Yeah, I, I think that. Um it's a little bit of both. Um, ultimately I would say that (laughs) this, this clutch gene, um, you know, I've, I've found to be, to kind of be innate sometimes like it can, I can turn it on and it kind of comes out of nowhere, but I've been able to, to harness it a little bit more, um, as I've worked with, you know, a performance psychologist and like, you know, really been adamant or maybe intentional about seeking, 
you know, that, that kind of development of my mindset. Um, and so I, I think that what I would say to my younger self or to younger wrestlers is like, don't, don't be afraid to, to try to develop that side. Right. I, I think that, um, a lot of people say like mental toughness is like something that you either have, you got or you don't. Right. And it's, and I, I would disagree and say that it's something that you can definitely build. And, um, the, the, the thing is, is it's kind of a, for me, it's been a two prong approach. I think if I just tried to focus on the, the mental side and didn't focus on the, the training, it would be really hard for me to convince myself that I was prepared. Right. Ultimately, I, I think, where a lot of wrestlers struggle is they put in a lot of the work though. It's, it's the inverse, right? They put in a lot of the work and they still struggle to question like, did I do enough? And that's where I feel like my younger self is I was always questioning like, and, and even to this day, I fight myself on this is like, did I, was my preparation? Like, did it, could I have done a couple, like a couple more practices or did I go hard enough? Did I push myself to exhaustion enough times? And it's like, you can play that. And, um, you know, I, I work with, I got to give him a shout out, uh, Jared Spencer, performance psychologist. He's been, you know, great since I've, I've been able to work with him the last few years and calls it the race to nowhere. Um, and I think that a lot of young athletes kind of are on this race to nowhere, um, especially the ones that, you know, you you get the, the, the big results and then you, you find yourself in a slump or something and you attribute it to not training hard enough. Um, and it's like, that's the race to nowhere. It's like, if you, you know, deep down whether or not you're, you're giving it your all. And sometimes it's, you know, you, you look at that and you trick yourself to say, if I only went a little bit harder, then that's why I'm losing. But sometimes it's just a matter of shifting your mindset and building that confidence to say, no, I trust in my training, you know, and I, I trust that when I go out there, I'm going to be the best I can, I can possibly be. And I'm, and I'm going to do the things mentally and work on that mental muscle a little bit more so that, you know, this physical muscle can, can kind of, I can take a little bit of the load off of its shoulders because sometimes we try to load up the physical right side of it so much that it can only carry so much weight when you can probably distribute some of that to the mental side. And that's where you get your maximum efficiency. Right. It's, it's always mind and body. The ancient Greeks always said that mind and body can't be one or the other. I mean, you could have all the confidence in the world. If you don't know how to play the violin, you can't play the violin. That's it. So it's, you, you have to, the confidence needs to be built on your training and then you have to trust in your training. And like you said, there's the surrendering of the outcome, but there's also an element of surrendering your training because when we do second guess ourselves, did I do enough? Could have I done better? Yeah, you probably could have done better. Everyone could have probably did better. That's everyone in the world. There were certain little mistakes that everyone's made with their training. So it's, it's a matter of surrendering our training too and saying, even if it wasn't absolutely perfect, I could still get the job done. That's the story of everyone in history, literally. Yeah. Yeah. I, and th and that's another thing. You just said it right there, right? It's like, do I have to be perfect? No. And that's, that's a flaw to think like I have to go out there and wrestle a perfect match in order to win. And if you do that, then we, you got to get back in the gym and keep working on your skills because, you know, ultimately you don't want to have to rely on yourself to wrestle 99 to 100% perfect every match you go out there. Otherwise, you're not leaving much room for error. And the sport of wrestling is is too complex, too dynamic to not expect error, right? Right. Well, no, that was my master's degree um, thesis on perfectionism and anxiety in wrestlers, that the wrestlers are more perfectionistic. They got more nervous. So, no, mm -hmm. that's awesome stuff. So talk about your mindset, Coach. Dr. Spencer, obviously a great guy. I know, I know him well. And talk, talk about how frequently would you meet with him? And how much, like roughly how much time would you put into that 
or do put into that in, in terms of getting ready now, and especially like your plan moving forward towards the Olympics with that? Yeah. So, um, you know, he, I've been working with him now the last two years when he, he came to Michigan when I was right after the Olympics. Um, and, uh, I had that, that final year of eligibility. So, you know, we've got to know each other pretty well and it, it kind of, the frequency of our meetings just depends on me. Um, you know, that's, what's great. And he, he and he's pretty good at reading people to where he can realize, you know, about how many times I, I need to, to meet with him. And, you know, I think our, our, our average is like, you know, a couple times a month, we just try to just check in. And especially before the world's, you know, we were making it maybe a little bit more frequently. Um, but what, what I think that the biggest um, kind of, I don't want to, uh, or like the word I'm looking for, I can't really draw up, but most, what people, why most people shy away from performance psychology, right. And this, this mindset thing is because the time is now to take your mindset to the next level with Wrestling Mindset. Make sure you go to our website, WrestlingMindset.com, and sign up for your free trial session today. Don't wait any longer. You want the mental edge right now. When you sign up for the free trial session, you're also going to get a copy of our free ebook, Building the Predator Mindset. This book has helped thousands of people build confidence, relax under pressure, get motivated, and build mental toughness in wrestling, school, and life. Make sure you sign up for your free trial session today. They view it as like a, a therapy session, right? That's what most people think it is. And I've been very quick to to kind of correct on that, that there's there's so much more to performance psychology than just like this, this therapy venting um, <laughs> kind of feeling sorry for yourself approach. I mean, we, we work on so many different things as far as, you know, like breathing tactics before a match or, you know, positive self-talk. And a lot of the, you know, the conversations we have just completely switch depending on what, you know, what I'm feeling that day, uh, you know, or what I'm, you know, those few weeks leading up to our meeting. And so um, I would say, you know, the, the biggest thing is just um, that we've really worked on is kind of some of the stuff I was talking about earlier is just not putting too much pressure on the moment um, and allowing that allows yourself to just conserve a lot of energy going out there. So you can put your energy towards what matters, which is those six minutes. Um, and so, yeah, he's just, he's been great. Like I said, I want to give him a big shout out. Um, you know, he's been working with the Michigan wrestling team uh, the last these last few years too. And you can see there's obviously some correlation in, in performances with, uh, you know, some of the, these guys getting over the hump and it just goes to show. I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm a big advocate for this stuff because I've seen it, you know, work in my own career and um, yeah. No, absolutely. It's like we, we cross our T's and dot our I's on every aspect of the sport, technique, conditioning, strength, nutrition, rest recovery. And then when it's mindset, why would we leave that to chance? Why do we believe we have all the answers when it comes to our mindset? You're right. Like it's something that has to be addressed. And it's great to see that Michigan has always been believers in working on the mental part of the sport. And like you said, you could see it. The results speak for themselves. And between you and Michich, and Mason, like we said before the show, three different countries, three world medals. That's a big deal. That's got to be a record. <laughs> yeah, we. I, I, I think it's. I would be confident to say that it's some sort of record. You know, that these days you can get a record for just about anything. But that, that's an impressive record. I was, I was happy with that one. Um, and I think that there's something to say too about kind of feeding off of other people's energy with your mindset, right? And I think. Um, you know, that first day between, uh, Mason and I, 
you know, kind of watching, watching uh, him wrestle. And then um, Stevan obviously doing what he was doing. We were all just feeding off of each other. And uh, we talked about that after it was like, what can we have it any better than this? Like really like, you know, you get to watch some of your best friends competing, winning, you know, a lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. You know, like world titles, world medals. And it's like, it's so easy to, to me, that's like, it's a good type of comparison. Um, I, I remember somebody, I read a quote that was like, comparison is not the thief of joy envy is. And I totally agree with that because like at the world tournament, I found myself comparing myself, but in a good way. Like I was like, man, Stevan is raising the bar right now. Like this guy just beat an Olympic champ. I got to step, like, I felt an obligation to be like, man, that I got to step it up tomorrow, you know? And it was kind of like a, a good kind of comparison in my, in my mind, like, man, we're, we're feeding off of each other right here. You know, these are the guys that I grew up with that I trained with, like they're doing it. (laughs) I should be doing it too. Why not? Right. And so it was a cool thing. Yeah. And you're hitting on an important point there and a good distinction to make, because ordinarily we don't want to focus too much on what other people are doing, but sometimes it can be helpful. So it's not like an absolute rule, just like you're saying there. Uh, Talk about how you're able to do that effectively as an example, let's say you're at a different competition. Let's say they're not doing so well. There is a certain amount of distance you need to have from that where you're, you know, your heart's with them, but you're emotionally detached. Talk about that. Totally. Uh, and and I had to, it's funny because you filter, right? And and I think that, that that's a skill in itself is being able to filter in anything that's going to feed you, that's going to be positive and then filter out anything that's going to like give you anxiety that's negative, you know, that's stress causing. And, um, you know, I, I've been able to learn that pretty well because I've had brothers and cousins that I've competed alongside, you know, for my entire life. And, you know, watching my brother for some reason, win or lose, it, it just gives me severe, like <laughs> stress. Right. And so it, it's hard because, you know, he was at the world this year competing, you know, alongside me. And, um, you know, I had to almost be careful to, to when he's going out there competing, because I know it's like certain people, right. That, that compete, um, that, that regardless, like you said, it's like, even if they don't do well, or even if they are doing well, like, I'm going to waste a lot of energy watching that because I have this, just this certain people, right. To make you react differently. So I, I think that ultimately that was something that I've just, I can, I've continued to develop. And now it's like almost like this, this filtering process where I know like, okay, if somebody loses, I, I immediately am like, well, now I got to take care of it. Like I, I got to step up. Right. Uh, regardless of what they do, like, you know, I, I almost, I know that it's on me now to pick it up or the same, right. And then you can flip flop into the same thing. Oh, they won. Well, it's still on me to pick it up now because now they won. Right. So regardless, it's kind of having that same, 
focus regardless of the outcome. Now, obviously, it's it's a little bit easier to do when you have the momentum to feed off of. But then I find I feel like it's just you're finding a different you're tapping into a different emotion, right? When that when that person that you know you care about or you know one of your teammates loses, it's like all right now we just got to refocus and now it's like all right I I want to I I don't know if it's the right word is avenge because that might be too emotionally triggering, but it's like no now I I you know I want to get the job done because you know I want to kind of put the team on my back right <laughs> like I always love that that kind of thing of like you know. Uh, being able to put the team on your back. I think that's such a, like a cool concept that if you can be that guy, it's a, you know, it's almost like you're, you're the ice man or something. (laughs) You want to go out there and, and, and really live that, that character out. Absolutely. It sounds like knowing what works for you and then, and then putting yourself there. So it's kind of addressing it ahead of time where if, if, because you, you had the experience doing this throughout the years competing with family but a lot of people don't have that. So they would have to address that ahead of time. What's going to work for me? What's not going to work for me? If, if they if they're doing well, this is how I'm going to feed off the momentum without getting too hyped up. If they don't wrestle well, this is how I'm not going to let it bother me. And and I'll be able to either interpret it like now I'll avenge because that attitude could work for someone, but you could see it hurting someone else. Yeah. Too too emotionally driven. Right. In a sense. And then you you go out there and you wrestle a little, you don't wrestle because you, you like, you know, you want to wrestle, you're going out there trying to wrestle for somebody else. And that's not ever a good thing. Exactly. It, it's just knowing what works for you. That's it right there. I think you said it. I mean, it's very personalized for me at this point. Um, and I, and I've experimented. I think that's important early on is, or maybe, you know, at tournaments that don't matter as much as like, don't be afraid to switch up your routine a little bit, especially if you're in a slump. Like, it's like, I feel like we get so attached to these superstitions, um, or routines. Um, and I think routines and superstitions are two totally different things. Right. Um, and you would know better than anyone else. Right. It's like superstitions are a little bit harder to control. So for me, I got rid of a lot of my superstitions pretty early on, but as, even as far as routines, I challenge my routines to say, you know, it's me waiting in the locker room during college duels. Like I would spend a lot of time in the locker room before competing. Um, is that the right thing or should I be out on the bench kind of supporting my team? And that was something that I had to figure out, you know, because I I experimented with both or headphones in, right? Like, do I feel better when I wear a listen to music before my matches or am I better off just, you know, putting those things in the bag and just kind of letting the, the environment around me um, be my, my noise. And uh, those things you have to figure out early on what works for you because if you don't, then you're kind of always guessing. <laughs> and uh, that goes into another thing that I am really big on is like being able to to journal and kind of self-reflect and just being like really aware of what works for you, like you said, and and what doesn't. And the more you like documentation you have for that, the less you're guessing. Right. Because especially with the mindset, it could be very abstract and theoretical. But once you put it down on paper, it becomes much more practical and tangible. And as wrestlers we're hands-on people, even maybe more than the rest of the population, right? So it's so it's so important to get that clarity by putting it down on paper. Totally, yeah. And and, and that, the beauty of it is, like I I always tell people <laughs> when they're like, "Oh, what should I write about?" Whether I'm do, like doing a camp or you know working with some some younger guys, and I'm like, honestly, like I maybe I can give you a starting point, but it's all it's the best part is is whatever you think, right? At the end of the day, is like that's where you usually start with journaling. It's like. Just write down whatever you think is relevant. And whether it's after practice, you, 
you know, a win you have, a small win you had, or if it's after a dual meet, like, what was I like, you know, what was going through my mind before my first match? Uh, you know, maybe some positive self-talk, like some statements you can write down. It's so personal or it's so like vast to what you can actually journal about. And I think that you see people getting successful results doing so many different things. So it's, it's kind of cool to the fact that you're like, Hey, there's not really a tried and true when it comes to this. Maybe there's a few, but it's not to say that the other ones, you know, there's a lot of other ones that are very unorthodox that also work. So <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. It's like, it's like, you're putting your finger on a very important point. It's the start that stops most people. The biggest yeah. barrier is usually people just taking any action at all whatsoever. So it's like before thinking about what's the exact right, the exact correct thing to write down as if that exists, 1.0 is just put something down on paper, anything. Get to 1.0 before you start thinking about 2.0 and 3.0. Yeah, exactly. I'm a big atomic habits guy. So that's <laughs> the James clear, right? That's, that's the whole thing. If it, if it takes more than two minutes when you start off, uh, it's going to be hard to build that habit. So just make it really easy on yourself to start. That's my, my biggest advice. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, your dad was obviously on our show a while back, might have even been during COVID. Talk about some of the other lessons that you've, that you've learned from him. Um, You know, when it comes to this whole mindset thing, he's always preached that um, this was one of the biggest parts of wrestling. You know, and and the power of um, I think the thing he's instilled in me that's taken me, you know, to this point in my career is just the power of belief. Um, you know, I, there was points in times where I had, you know, coaches that <laughs> that not it wasn't necessarily they didn't believe in me, but some of the things that I would say, right, is just as far as like my goals and whatnot. I don't know if it was about more being realistic, but it was my dad that was pushing those things to me to be like you can be, you know, in 2020, you can be an Olympic champ. And like, I, I just, you know, I'm, I, I believed it because, you know, my dad was saying like, you know, he was always, he put this kind of power of belief in me that like, Hey, you can do anything, you know, it's just, it's just all about your mindset and being able to truly believe and visualize yourself doing it. And um, so, yeah, it's kind of funny. Like I, I just found myself just continuing to to believe that I could be doing these things. And maybe I fell a little bit short of some of these major, I mean, like major goals that I've had in my career. But I, I would say that because of that, that's what's gotten me to where I am right now. It's just, you know, on the cusp of, you know, being the world champ, Olympic champ, NCAA champ is um, because I've had that kind of belief system. And it's something that I've continued to refine um, throughout my career. Um, so that, that's a big one is the power of belief. Um, and then I would say, you know, another thing is just like, um, He's, he's a big, like, uh, Muhammad Ali guy. So we, we, you know, we've kind of really tried to to hone in on some of the greats from sports. He's really good at doing that to like seeing like what kind of lessons those guys have and, and pass down to you. And that's a, a big part of my family is like kind of having these, these major, you know, like some of the greatest of all times as mentors and kind of mimicking their style. And, um, and then finally, I would say just goal setting, like, you know, just kind of teaching me the right, the right way to, to approach goals and realizing that there's a lot of work that has to be put in um, to, to achieve those goals. And so just like the right way to kind of goal set and, and, you know, approach that. And there's so many more, right. We could probably have a, a couple hour session, but no, he's been, he's been kind of, you know, a, a, an absolute major influence um, in my career. 
Uh, and then I can't, I can't go without saying, I got to give a shout out to my mom because just going to say, I was like, we can't leave into his yang. Yeah. She's the into his yang. You know, my dad's a pretty intense guy. Um, you know, and he, uh, when it comes to, I I would say he was a pretty intense guy. He still is, but not to the level he, he's understanding, right. That he's now he's in a different role. Um, for me as an athlete, more of a consultant manager in my career. Um, but you know, my mom, she's, she's just always, <laughs> she's the rock, man. She holds the fourth down and she, um, this whole San Marino thing, she's, she's been totally at the forefront kind of handling. She's the controller. She handles all the, <laughs> you know, the logistics and any, anything that goes wrong, right. She's, she's kind of the, the, um, the one that puts out all the fires, gets everything organized and, Ultimately, she's really good at taking my mind off wrestling, which I think is just as important. Um, you know, she when when we go home, I think uh, she she does a good job of kind of, you know, keeping us my my whole family uh, kind of away from the the topic of wrestling. So we can we can me, my brother, and my dad can tend to talk about wrestling for you know hours on end. I know that goes. No, it's very important. It's always good to have that that balancing that balancing force there. So talk yeah. about what, what else do you have coming up? Any shout outs you want to give? Where where people can go to support you? Obviously, we're all team Amin. How do we get the hats? I know. We- hey, that, that's that's something that I got to get on right away. Is I, I feel like the hats are <laughs> the hats are in high demand and we're we're low supply. We need to pick up the supply because the demand is there. Um, no, yeah, I'm trying to think of, uh, coming up for me. I'm kind of we're planning out my my schedule right now. Obviously, the big, you know, pretty cool with with San Marino, no wrestle off necessarily. So, uh, you know, just kind of preparing with Paris in mind. Um, but, you know, just I want to give a shout out to to Cliff Keen Wrestling Club, Michigan Wrestling. Um, you know, I just think we can conti- we're continuing to build um build this program and uh to to where you know, I, I think at this point it is, we are a national powerhouse, right? We finished top five endless times in the last 10 years, five, 10 years since I've been there. Um, but, you know, Sean's just continuing to try to build it to where, you know, we, we still have that national title, uh, team title lurking, uh, you know, waiting in the trophy case. So um, I, I really think we're building something special, just continuing to build that on. And then that happens through, right, the Cliff Keen Wrestling Club, you know, just being able to keep guys like myself, uh, Mason Paris, uh, and then bringing in a ton of other guys, you know, Alex Daringer and all these guys from, uh, from other schools, um, Jaden Cox, Ben Hannes, right. Just so, so many names, um, is, is huge to, to build the college program. So, you know, we, we have, uh, we have something special and, um, you know, a big reason why, you know, I, I always give credit where it's due is I'm in the right environment. Right. And that's, that's huge for me and, and a lot of the results I have. So, Shout out to them. Shout out to my family. Um, you know, my my sister even made it out to, to the world championships. She's my my good luck charm. I, I, I was saying that because <laughs> both times she came to these world events, I've I've qualified for the Olympics. So she's two for two. Uh her and her her husband, Greg. So shout out to them. Shout out to my brother. Um, all these people. I got too many people to name. We're gonna have to have a whole podcast, but you know, just the whole support system. I mean, I think that's something that a lot of people don't speak about is like you know, the, the success is there for me, but, um, I've had some time to reflect and be like, dang, I got so many people, you know, just supporting me that like this, this system wouldn't work if you took one of these variables out potentially. Right. So, um, yeah, just very grateful, grateful for the the support system I have. 
Awesome. Thank you very much. Yes. And any way we could help you, Team Amin, Cliff Keen, just let us know. Of We're course. Out. <laughs> the great work. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Gene. Yeah, I appreciate you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.